Hey there, it's Helen here and welcome to the podcast. I'm a sales and strategy coach and messaging maven with two decades as an entrepreneur and a huge passion for helping experienced coaches like you be seen by the world as the expert that you are. I'm here to help you uncover, define and clearly communicate all of your skills to then position you as a leader, raise your revenue potential and quickly 10x your sales all by sharing everything you need to know about clear messaging and gentle selling that I've used to help hundreds of business owners successfully grow online. And here's another thing, I truly, truly value building simplicity and freedom into your world while we create your success. So this is all about making sure you earn your worth, make an impact, but also create an incredible lifestyle around your work. I am so glad to have you here, let's go. I am so excited to be bringing you today's guest. I'm speaking to Joanne Bolt and I'm kind of fangirling over here because I've been listening to her podcast genuinely for a very long time. She is host of the B Word, B Word podcast, and it's just the most useful place for learning everything about how to use your podcast as the chief marketing officer of your business. So we have the most incredible conversation here and I am so happy to be bringing it to you. So as she says in her own show notes, I'm gonna borrow this because it is so my kind of thing. Grab a glass of wine, curl up on the couch with your slippers on and tune into this episode. You are going to love it. Guys, you are gonna absolutely love today's episode. I have a podcast expert, Joanne Bolt, joining me on the Purpose, Potential and Power podcast. Joanne, I am so excited for you to speak today. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here and serve your audience. So you are the podcast queen and (laughs) I have a million questions to ask you because I know how powerful podcasting is for my own business, how the consistency of putting out a podcast every single week for the last 18 months has been an integral part of my my business growth. And I know that a lot of us listening either have a podcast or want to start a podcast. So we definitely want to dive into a lot of questions about the value. But before we do, I would just love to know about, tell, tell us all about you, what you do and how you really got to where you are right now. That would be an amazing introduction. Oh, I love that so much. So my name is Joanne Bolt and I am the host of the B Word podcast. And I'm also the founder and creator of the podcast, Her Network, which is a network for female hosted podcast um, host. And so how I got into this journey, I think is very similar to a lot of people who are podcasters. It was an accident. It was during COVID. I was a real estate agent. I had been in the real estate space for 20 something years and COVID for me gave me that opportunity to look around and say, do I really still align with this industry? Is this really where I want to go in my big girl world? You know, my husband laughingly said it was kind of a midlife crisis moment. Um, eh, Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but for me, I started training and coaching other real estate agents via a podcast because I couldn't go show homes. I couldn't do anything else. And so this was a way to stay in the industry, have some income coming in and serve the real estate community. And over the next couple of years, it really evolved out of real estate and into helping and serving women entrepreneurs, where now I've micro niched down into women entrepreneurs who actually use a podcast as a main, main, main piece of their business. And so it's just been an evolution over the last couple of years. I've really enjoyed the ride. 
Yeah, it, it's all about the ride. It's all about pivoting. I love that you did that as well. Now you are, you found what you are so incredible at. So you talk about, I love the, the way you describe this. You talk about podcasts as the chief marketing officer, the CMO of your business. Let's just dive straight into that because we need to know the value of podcasts, why they are so pivotal in helping grow the visibility and helping make more of an impact. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. So if you are running a business, whether you acknowledge it or not, you have a sales funnel. And most people don't even know that they do. And when they do figure it out, you know, they want to like hit themselves in the head and be like, oh, so wish someone had told me this earlier. Everyone has a sales funnel and you start at the top of the funnel and then you move to the middle of the funnel and the bottom of the funnel is actually where your clients push the button. They call you, they start paying you for your product, your service, your coaching, whatever it is that you do, but you've got to have the top of the funnel and that brand awareness of who you are. That's where we begin to build the relationship with our future client. Your podcast is the best place for it. A, you own your podcast. So unlike Instagram, and don't get me wrong, I love my socials, but if you do anything against your will that you don't even realize you've done to piss off the Instagram gods and they like take your account down or someone hacks your account, you own your podcast. And so my material there is mine. It is evergreen, which means when someone finds out about me or you through their social media, they will go to your podcast and they will start listening to you. And yeah. now they can hear the cadence, the tone, the way that you train, teach, talk, they get to know you. And it's a very safe space for them because they get to know you without you even know that they're checking you out. And mm -hmm. people really like that, that animate, how do you say that? Anonymity, anonymity. There you go. There's the word. So, yeah. Okay. We're all humans. I can't say the word, even though I know what it is. They <laughs> like to be able to like lurk in silence on you. And, but the bonus of it being the top of your funnel is because they might binge 20 of your episodes over the course of five or six days, two or three weeks. They truly feel like they've gotten to know you and you're their bestie, even though you've never met in person. So now when you make that call to action, when you say, I've got this offer, this freebie, this service, this product, this mastermind, whatever it is that you are ultimately selling in your business, they are much more likely to say yes, because they already feel like they've got a relationship with you. So much more than you can build that no like, and trust factor on purely social media, you've dived into it one level deeper on your podcast as the top of your funnel so that you can sometimes skip the middle of the funnel because they'll just go straight to buying with you because they really, they get to know you. They're interviewing you. Yeah, it's so true. And the other thing I love about my podcast, connecting with you guys, my audience is I'm able to share so much personal of my personal journey. And it's this, it's something about a podcast. It's a unique space. I think like you quite rightly said, I think it's that thing where there's that anonymity or whatever you say, <laughs> like <inside laughs> thing, that you can be more open and it's so connecting. I think you're so right. I absolutely, I, I love that. And it is a great way to follow someone's business journey and get to know somebody. So obviously we use, apart from that, that aside, we are using our podcast intentionally as part, like you said quite rightly, as part of your sales process, your system, your funnel, whatever you want to call it. Yes, we all have that in place. If you're running a business, you want to make money. But 
how do we intentionally, what do we need to do with our podcast to help grow our visibility in our brand? What are the things that we need to make sure we're including or doing with our podcast to help it grow and help, like I said, grow our visibility? I think the number one you've got to do is determine the where. Where do you ultimately want your people? You know, are you attempting to build an online community? Are you attempting to sell out a conference? Are you attempting to place them into a mastermind or a coaching program? If you know the where, and then you back out and say, now, who am I speaking to? Then when you put those two things together, your visibility will naturally grow out because if I'm the right person to, you know, to be listening to your podcast and you are speaking straight to me on the podcast, I'm going to naturally share out your podcast with other people. So we don't have to worry about trying to reach everyone. We reach the specific who that we want funneled into the where, and those people will grow you out way better than anything else could, because let's think this through. If you were to come to me today and say, Joanne, do you have a painter that you like to use? I could give you a list of 20 painters, Mm -hmm. but when I give you that list of 20 painters and I say, and this is the one who actually painted my living room, bedroom, whatever it is guess what? You are going to probably call that person first and you may never get to anyone else in the list. Well, it's the same thing with your podcast. If you want that visibility out there, you deliver content directly to your ideal person. They will naturally hand you out to their friends, family, or other associates that you don't know. Meanwhile, your podcast is building credibility and that's really what you're using it for. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks it's the visibility and it's really the credibility. Because again, it's that, nope, she's the painter that I use. It's not just a painter. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. So are you saying that there is a different way to deliver a podcast in terms of the subject or the way that you deliver it, the tone, if that specific who is going to go to a different where you take them to a different specific place? So does that make a difference to how you create your podcast, depending on, like you said, whether it is an event, a mastermind, or you're just building a community? They're just some of the examples. Have you got any kind of specific advice you can give on that? Yeah, I would always think about, you know, you want to show up as you're going to show up. And I know that that's like really confusing when you think about it, but here's how I break this down. If I really ultimately want to, you know, my big event is a big conference once a year and I need to sell out, you know, six, 700 spaces in it. And that big event is high energy, lots of music, dancing, you know, whatever it is, then I need to show up on the podcast that energetic with that tone, with that, you know, ideal audience in mind for who would come to that event. If what I'm doing is consistently selling into a lower toned coaching program, then I don't need to show up on the podcast all giggles. I need to show up speaking to them as I would in the coaching program, because you don't want to have them get used to listening to you on the podcast one way and then go to where you want them. And it be a completely different experience. That's going to be a mismatch in their brain and it's not going to work. So when we are setting the tone for our podcast, we're ultimately thinking about, again, who are we speaking to? And where are we ultimately putting them and how are we going to show up in that space? Because we want to show up the same on our podcast. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Thank you. So alongside that, are there other strategies that you have to help your um, clients when it comes to planning their podcast? 
episode topics or guests? Are there things that are do's and don'ts on those top on those areas? Don't always sell. Yeah. Don't do it. If you, if every episode that you produce has a call to action, that is something purchase wise, you have commission breath and your audience is going to stop listening to you. Always think about the number one rule of podcast listeners. A podcast for the most part is free. Yes, I know there are subscriptions and things like that that they can pay for, but for the most part, your audience is coming to you for the free availability. And so if you're going to do a call to action, I would rather see you do a freebie, you know, so that you can get their email address and then start exchanging them through a list to funnel them into a purchase then constantly, you know, constantly be saying, go buy this ticket, go register here for this. I'll see, you know, because they don't want to hear that they're there for free material. So treat them as such, and that's okay. And that's, that's what I would say to, you know, to keep in mind on your podcast is the more salesy you are, the least likely your people are to stay with you. Yeah. I'm so in line with that. I love it. So are there any other mistakes that you see that are quite common that, um, you know, we could hear from you that, you know, if you have a podcast or you're thinking about doing a podcast that you're like, no, we need to stop doing those now. Is there anything that's like really glaringly obvious and common that you, you see the mistakes people making that is just hindering using that podcast as a fantastic platform for growth? Oh, here's my number one. And it's very controversial. It's the interview podcast. Okay. Now, girl, I love them. I'm clearly on yours and we're being interviewed. Am I right for your audience? That's the question. What I see the mistake a lot of business owners do when they start a podcast is because they're newer to the podcasting world, they have this limiting belief that they're not good enough to reach out for who needs to be on their podcast and they will interview anybody. Mm -hmm. And if the person you're interviewing on your podcast, if you as the host cannot directly say, this is a fit for my listening audience, this is actually going to bring value to them. And how do we loop that all together and tie a bow on it? then don't interview them on your podcast. Because when you give them a charcuterie of what they're listening to, they have no idea really what you're all about. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like that number one mistake is be selective in who you're interviewing. Don't just let your neighbor on because she looks at you and says, oh my God, you have a podcast. I sell paintings. Let me be on your podcast. Well, (laughs) my podcast isn't about the art world. So like, why would you need to be on my podcast? Yeah. So I think we've all been there. I certainly have at the start of my book. Oh, we're all yeah. guilty of that. Yeah, all absolutely. Guilty. It's a confidence thing, like you said, isn't it? You just want the podcast up and running. You want to get some traction. And at the start, you don't necessarily always feel as confident as you might do later down the line about asking those really incredible guests onto your podcast. So yeah, that is so true. I'm sure lots of people resonate with well, that. Well, you're not thinking it through. Like, you know, I went to a mastermind um, this time last year and I met 25 amazing women and at least 20 of them were like, oh my God, can I be on your podcast? We should all do podcast swaps. And I felt guilty to sit back and say, no, mm-hmm. like, I love you ladies. Y'all are all in my mastermind. And you know, we're mastermind sisters or what, and we're here to help each other's businesses. However, and I learned that scripting in podcasting world is just as important as it was when I was in the real estate world. And so my go-to script became, I would love to have you on the podcast. However, I don't think what you do is going to be the right message for who actually listens to my podcast. And I don't want to waste your time. So let me help, like, let me introduce you to a podcast you would be a good fit for. Hmm. That's really kind. That's a really nice way of gently letting it down. It's, you've got to be, and also as a business owner, we have to be 
strategic with our time. I mean, I knew that you would bring so much value to my audience. So, but yeah, right now I've got the confidence to do that bit. I know what it's like when people start. So yeah, I love that. Thank you for highlighting that as well. So just another tip on podcasting. Um, Obviously we want to boost our views. Is there any kind of keywords in the show notes, title tricks, things to hook, ways to boost views other than just sharing it out all over the place? What have you got? advice for us on on that side of things actually growing the podcast numbers two things one is fall in love with seo whether whether you think through that you know oh i'm not a marketing person seo isn't for me oh girlfriend if you're a host of a podcast it is when you really dive into your ideal avatar and you identify their pain points then get a list of 50 good SEO words that speak to those pain points and figure out how you can put them in the titles of your episodes, because that's, what's going to get picked up on, you know, Google and YouTube searches and things of that nature. They're all about the SEO words. What you don't want to do is use a catchy phrase that has nothing to do with what your business is. All right. Let me give you my biggest example. My number one podcast episode, I made the mistake. Now, I was talking money. So I was talking the finances of your business and the finances of podcasting, but I named it something like your money don't jiggle, jiggle, it folds, which was a super (laughs) jingly tune that was out on, on TikTok at the time. Well, I have like 4,000 plus downloads of that one episode and it skews my whole numbers because then the very next episode drops dramatically because people they weren't actually trying to find an episode about what I was talking about. They just got hooked in by this cutesy little, you know, little title. And so sticking to your SEO good words that will attract the right person is the better way to gain the visibility over time. Yeah. And the second is don't forget about YouTube. YouTube is a massive search engine. So even if you're an audio only podcast, put an audiogram up on YouTube and then make use of YouTube shorts because that it's tied to Google. And so if you want people who are searching about whatever topic you tend to talk about, then you need to rank on YouTube and Google. And the best way to do it is a shorts, just like an Instagram reel shorts on YouTube is really a good way right now to grow your, your visibility. Yeah. That's a great tip. I going to admit, I definitely need to get more consistent on doing that and moving them over to shorts. Some episodes go over some episodes don't, but thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Um, I just wanted to also ask Joanne, because yeah, just going back to like the SEOs and everything, it's all related to messaging, isn't it? It's very similar to what I'm helping my clients with. And it's just making sure that you are speaking to, I love what you said, speaking to those pain points. It's finding those core initial needs that your clients are looking for, and then putting that into your, into your messaging, into your show notes, into your hooks. Are you big on hooks for titles? I know you said that that catchy one, obviously it caught on because it was a TikTok um, viral kind of audio that was going on at the time. But are catchy hooks for episode titles better than just a straightforward description of exactly what you are going to talk about in the episode? I think that there, you have to look at who's listening, right? So your ideal client, if your ideal client, like my, my avatar probably loves emojis and cutesy little Instagrammy things. So some of my titles are more Instagram captiony, mm-hmm. you know, a, a look and feel. If your ideal listener lives and breathes on LinkedIn, then maybe a more just to the point, here's what we're going to talk about is the right thing to capture their attention. 
And so I know that that's not a great answer that it changes for every hot podcast host, but it all goes back to who in the heck do you really want listening to your podcast Mm -hmm. and what would capture their attention? Yeah, absolutely. It's great advice. No. So if there are people in the audience who are listening and they are thinking about starting a podcast, maybe they're scared. What would you say to them right now? Go ahead and do it anyway. Just start, just hit record, record one or two episodes, throw it up on an RSS feed. I've got a free course. You're welcome to, you know, check out my videos at um, podcasther.com. We can get you started for free on your podcast. Just try it and see, is it in alignment with you? Do you actually like what it takes to podcast? Do you want it to be a big piece of your business? And oh, by the way, your first 10 episodes are going to suck. So embrace the suck. That's okay. Everyone's sucks Mm -hmm. the first 10 or so episodes. So you might as well just get your first 10 done with and then move into like the more quality stuff. Yeah, I love it. Just start. It's not that difficult, although it does take discipline to do it consistently. You have to build that into your schedule, don't you? Yeah, you do. You really have to decide that this is going to be a main marketing piece of the business. Just like if you were to decide, I'm going to invest in Instagram ads and Facebook ads, you would have to take the time to create graphics or get a copywriter or a graphic. You know, you'd you'd have to invest the time in doing it. Well, podcasting is no different. You still have to take the time and effort to do it. Once it becomes part of your business rhythm and your routine, it gets easier and easier over time. But it's so powerful, isn't it? Oh, I cannot tell you how much money I've actually made off of podcasting. And I don't sell a single ad. That's the other misconception with podcasting is, oh, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to make millions off of it. And then people a year later sit back and they go, well, my podcast didn't make me any money because they think it's all about advertising space or people paying you, you know, to give their name out on a podcast. I've never done an ad to this day. Doesn't mean I won't in the future, but at this point, I've never had a sponsorship for the podcast, but I can tell you I've made six, almost seven figures directly from the relationships I formed on the podcast into the actual business that I run. Amazing. That's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, Joanne. That is just been so incredible, so valuable. Please tell everyone where they can find you and just remind us again, obviously I'll put all the links in the show notes. Remind us again about that free resource that you've got to help people get started. Yes, it is on podcasther.com and it's under programs and it's just a free five video. You know, you can give me your email address. We'll send you the five videos and it's enough to get you up and running initially. Excellent. Thank you so much. That's been amazing. Um, You are incredible. I appreciate your time, Joanne. It's brilliant. Thanks, Alan. Thank you so much for listening today. I know you will have enjoyed the episode with Joanne. As always, we would so appreciate you tagging your takeaway moments in your stories. Tag us both on Instagram and go and check out all the show notes for the links to Joanne's podcast. If you're intrigued about the podcast, her network, go and check that out as well. And of course, I always appreciate a five-star review because you know that that means we can continue to bring these amazing guests like Joanne onto our podcast. So have a fantastic week and I will see you next time.